Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Wanderers. Thank you for wandering the world of J.R.R. Tolkien with me today. We have passed 10,000 total downloads, and through all our wanderings together, we have explored only a small part of Middle-earth. So here's to the next 10,000 downloads and beyond. And hey, if you have feedback from me, your humble wandering guide, I would love to hear it. Find me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast, or email me by tapping the link in the show notes. Today's episode is a breakdown of the chapter called Of Tuor and the Fall of Gondolin in a book called The Silmarillion, written by J.R.R. Tolkien and published in 1977 after his death. A link to purchase The Silmarillion is in the show notes. Welcome! In the Lore of the Rings podcast, we wander the world of J.R.R. Tolkien by exploring the foundational epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoyed Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth? Then listen and subscribe. Bagovanian, fellow wanderers. Today's episode date is June 16. We are 77 days away from the release of Amazon's Rings of Power series. On this day in Middle-earth, in the year 2941 of the Third Age of Middle-earth, Gandalf is searching for the path to Rivendell while leading the dwarves east. In the year 3019, the escort of Arwen leaves Edoras to travel towards Minas Tirith. This is adapted from the Today in Middle-Earth History calendar on the OneRing.net. Let's check the map. These map checks are inspired by the beautiful maps that accompany the Lord of the Rings books, and I hope give you the context for today's story. If none of this makes sense, please listen to a few previous episodes and catch back up. It is the first age of Middle-Earth. Morgoth, the Dark Lord, has effectively broken the elven siege against him, and still lays claim to two of the three precious Silmarils, which he stole from the Nolor elves many hundreds of years before. The kingdom of Doriath has fallen, and the surviving elven princess Elwing has escaped with the single reclaimed Silmaril. The only remaining stronghold of the Noldor Elves is Gondolin, a hidden city founded by Turgon. However, Morgoth's spies have learned the general location of the city by watching the wanderings of the released prisoner Húrin. This story, The Fall of Gondolin, is one of the three great tales that Tolkien wrote in order to give a narrative to his invented languages. In one letter, Tolkien claimed that he wrote this tale in 1917, while on sick leave from the army during World War I. Yet, in another letter, he also said, quote, I first began to write the history of the gnomes, that is, the elves, in army huts, crowded, filled with the noise of gramophones, which suggests that he began writing the tale before he was on sick leave. But either way, the context of World War I, the Battle of the Somme, which was the deadliest battle in human history, according to Wikipedia, was certainly pressing on Tolkien's mind at the time. Given that context, it's no wonder that his imagination wandered to a hidden elven city, surrounded by tall, impenetrable mountains, wherein fountains of water danced and evil was held at bay. The Tale of Gondolin had its debut when Tolkien read it to the Essay Club of Exeter College at Oxford in 1920. 
In describing why he would be reading the tale rather than a traditional essay, a bit cheeky as I imagine Tolkien could have been, he simply stated that, quote, a complete cycle of events in an elfinese of my own imagining has for some time past grown up, rather has been constructed in my mind. This tale is the only one that has so far been revised at all, and I dare read aloud. Of this tale, Tolkien's son Christopher would say, quote, It is the remarkable fact that the only full account that my father ever wrote of the story of Tuor Sojourn and Gondolin was the narrative composed in his youth. The fall of Gondolin received similar treatment to the tale of Luthien and Baron and the tragic tale of Hudin's children. Late in Christopher Tolkien's life, he compiled and published various manuscript versions of the tale and published them in a single narrative book. This book, called The Fall of Gondolin, yeah, you didn't see that title coming, is the source of the quotes I read before, and a link to purchase this book from Amazon is in the show notes. There's some interesting detail in the various manuscripts that didn't make it into the version of the tale in the Silmarillion, and I'll try to point out one or two of those. Because Gondolin and its founding and fall carry such weight in Tolkien's mythology, I want to point out a few references to Gondolin in the Lord of the Rings books that you may have missed. The sword that Gandalf wears was made in Gondolin, quote, for the Goblin Wars, as Elrond says in The Hobbit in the chapter called A Short Rest. In fact, Elrond explains that Gandalf's sword was worn by the King of Gondolin, who, as we will see, is actually Elrond's great-grandfather. Let's stick with Elrond for a minute. During the Council of Elrond in The Fellowship of the Ring, Elrond explains to Frodo, quote, Arendil was my sire, who was born in Gondolin before its fall. And my mother was Elwing, daughter of Dior, son of Luthien of Doriath. So, Elrond's family history is directly connected to both the fall of Gondolin, through his father Arendil, and the fall of Doriath, through his mother Elwing. Yes, that same Elwing who escaped from Doriath with the Silmaril, likely with the help of Celeborn. Speaking of Celeborn, Galadriel also mentions Gondolin, but her lineage is of the High Elves, so the fall of Gondolin is more like a milestone in her timeline. And she explains to the Fellowship while they are in Lothlorien, quote, I have dwelt with Celeborn years uncounted, for ere the fall of Nargothrond or Gondolin, I passed over the mountains. So Gondolin has an outsized influence on Galadriel, Elrond, and the mythology of Middle-earth. So let's recap Gondolin's history as we've encountered it so far. Gondolin, the hidden city, was founded by the elf Turgon, after his return to Beleriand from Valinor. Turgon is a Noldor, but not one of the sons of Feanor. Turgon is cousins with Galadriel and Finrod, who founded Nargothrond. Turgon is also uncle to Gil-galad, who will become High King of the Noldor should Turgon die, and spoiler alert, Turgon will die, and Gil-galad will go on to be a major figure in the Second Age of Middle-earth, and I look forward to seeing that character evolve in the new series Rings of Power this fall, but I digress. Turgon founded Gondolin after being inspired by Ulmo, a member of the Divine Valar and king over all watchers on the earth. Ulmo led Turgon to find the secret way under the mountains, to the protected vale where Gondolin would be built, and Turgon has built his city with as close a likeness to the elven city in Valinor as he could. But before Turgon wholly leaves his original settlement and permanently takes a boat in Gondolin, Ulmo instructs Turgon to leave behind a set of armor and shield in the castle Vinyamar, so that Turgon will recognize a future messenger from Ulmo who will bear the armor. Turgon had a sister, Aretel, who had a son with the dark elf Eolf. Eolf was tried for murder and thrown from a black rock, and his last words were a foreshadowing of the death of their son, Moglin. Moglin, while not born in Gondolin, has been accepted into the royal house and thinks he's Turgon's heir. But he has the hots for Turgon's daughter, Idril, who does not return his love. See episode 15 for a refresher on that story. Two men had also been carried by eagles to Gondolin for a brief time. These two men were Hurin and his brother, Huor. The last couple of episodes have focused on the fate of Hurin and his family, so the fall of Gondolin begins with Huor and his son, Tuor. Huor was slain in the fifth battle of Beleriand, the Battle of Unnumbered Tears. He was defending the retreat of Turgon and the army of elves from Gondolin. Before Turgon departed, Huor had a shot of foresight, and he said to Turgon, quote, 
Out of your house shall come the hope of elves and men. From you and from me a new star shall arise. Huor's wife Rian was with child when Huor left for battle. In time she gave birth to Tuor. Tuor was fostered by grey elves. When he was sixteen, the elves decided to make their way south to the refuge of the havens by the river Sirion, which Círdan the shipwright had founded. But on the way, he was captured by evil men, eventually escaping and causing as much hurt as he could to Morgoth's servants in the area. But Olmo has much larger plans for Tuor. When Tuor is twenty, Olmo, quote, sets it in his heart for Tuor to seek out a dark tunnel that Turgon had made years before, to come to Vinyamar, the original city of Turgon before he went to Gondolin. He dwells there alone for some time, during which the fall of Nargothrond and his cousin Turin's tragedy unfolds. In time, he finds the sword, shield, and armor that Turgon had left behind by almost command. Tuor puts on the armor and takes a walk on the beach. Probably not the best way to dress when visiting the beach, but hey, it's Middle-earth. And there, by the shore, something happened that, as far as I know, hasn't happened to another mortal man in Middle-earth. Ulmo, Valor, and Lord of the Waters, reveals himself to Tuor, the mortal man. Ulmo instructs Tuor to seek out Gondolin and gives him a cloak, not unlike Harry Potter's invisibility cloak, but way cooler, because this is a Tolkien tale. Of this conversation between Valar and Mortal, the Cimmerillion doesn't give us any of the dialogue. However, in the book published by Christopher Tolkien, The Fall of Gondolin, some versions of the tale actually share pages of that conversation. I'll share two details from a version that was written in 1951. First, almost sends Tuor with a warning to Turgon that all the works of the Noldor elves will fail. And second, Ulmo is sending Tuor, quote, to bring into the world a hope beyond thy sight, and a light that shall pierce the darkness. We'll get to this hope and light when we discuss Tuor's son Erindil, and the ramifications of Erindil's descendants. But this little detail also calls back to Tuor's father Huror and his final statement to Turgon on the field of the Battle of Unnumbered Tears. We're not done yet! If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In the morning, Tuora is surprised to find an elf standing by the walls of Vinyamar. This elf, Furonwe, is the sole survivor of all the seaward messengers that Turgon had sent to the west in vain to beg the Valar for help against Morgoth. None but Voronwe ever returned. Lucky for Tuor, Voronwe knows the secret way to Gondolin. When Tuor tells how he spoke with Ulmo, he agrees to guide Tuor to the hidden city. While traveling west towards Gondolin, Tuor and Voronwe encounter a man racing northward, very tall, clad in black, and carrying a black sword. The man didn't stop to speak, and they never saw him again. But this little detail shows the connectedness of the stories in the Silmarillion. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you may have recognized this tall man with the black sword as Túrin, racing north after the sacking of Nargothrond in a misguided attempt to save his mother and sister. At last, Faronai leads Tuor to the gate of the secret tunnel that runs under the mountains to come to Gondolin. They are taken as prisoners by the guards, and passing through seven gates, Tuor finally removes the cloak and reveals the armor from Vinyamar, which the elves took as a sign that he was sent by Olmo and could be trusted. Tolkien never finished writing the last version of this tale, and he actually stopped writing it at this point when Tuor passed through the gates, which passage he described in much greater detail. But sadly, whatever his final vision of the tale would have been, we can only look at the earlier versions and make guesses. 
However, in the Silmarillion, we get this description, quote, Then Tuor looked down upon the fair vale of Tumladen, set as a green jewel amid the encircling hills, and he saw far off Gondolin, the great city of seven names, whose fame and glory is mightiest in song. Tuor is escorted to the Tower of the King, and he sees there the carven images of the two trees of Valinor. Turgon, the High King of the Noldor, is joined on his right hand by Moglin, his nephew, and on his left hand, Idril, his daughter. Tuor spoke Ulmo's message of warning, quote, all the works of the Noldor should perish, and he bade him depart and abandon the fair and mighty city that he had built and go down Sirion to the sea. This warning sounds remarkably like the warning that came to Nargothrond, and likewise Turgon had become proud of his beautiful city and trusted that it remained secret. Also, Moglin urged against their leaving, so they did not abandon their city. Tuor, however, was permitted to stay, and he grew in favor with King Turgon and his people. Turgon remembered the fateful oath the sons of Feanor had sworn long ago on the shores of Valinor, and the fear of treason began to grow in his heart. He blocked the entrance to Gondolin, and received tidings of the outside world from Throndor, Lord of Eagles. Thus he learned of the fall of Nargothrond, the slaying of Thingol and Dior, and the ruin of Doriath. In time, Idril's heart turned to Tuor, and he returned her love. After seven years of Tuor's sojourn in Gondolin, Turgon consented to their marriage. This union stoked the fires of hatred in Moglin's heart, for he desired to have Idril and to be heir to Turgon, and he remembered Huor's prophecy in the Battle of Unnumbered Tears. So while many were happy to see Idril and Tuor wed, only Moglin and his secret band of followers were not so, and so grew the resentment in Moglin's already dark heart. For the marriage, a great feast was made, quote, and thus there came to pass the second union of elves and men. Let's pause the tale there for today. Woo, that is a lot to remember. Let's recap a couple of key points. Tuor, son of Huor, has been guided by Ulmo to retrieve a prepared set of armor and be a messenger on Ulmo's behalf to Turgon and Gondolin. Turgon does not heed Ulmo's warning, but does concede to the marriage of his daughter Idril to Tuor, thus completing the second union of immortal elves and mortal man. Moglin, Turgon's nephew, is angry and resentful towards Turgon, Idril, and Tuor, and with Morgoth's spies circling closer to Gondolin, Moglin will prove the weak link in Gondolin's defenses. But we'll get to that next time. Thanks for listening, and share with a friend. Wandering Middle-earth is more fun when done with a friend. Otherwise, you may not get very far. Just ask Frodo. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember... Not all those who wander are lost. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.